welcome to episode one of the Favour the Fundamentals podcast. So this podcast is all going to be about favouring the fundamentals when it comes to physique development. Uh, I've been wanting to start a podcast for quite a while now. Um, I had a chat with Harry the other day um, about doing it and here we are. Yeah, so it's just really going to be about the building blocks to creating a physique and how you can make sure you get a good result whilst enjoying life. And that's all That's all you really need, isn't it, to really? Yeah, pretty much. It's just going to be about mainly for the lifestyle people out there who want to get a good physique or get good progress in and outside of the gym and want to enjoy life and enjoy themselves in the meantime. Um, this, <laughs> this isn't a podcast for just the strength of the bodybuilders. It's primarily for people who just want to make a bit of progress whilst going out, having a drink and just, you know, eating shit every now and then pretty much yeah, we, we both primarily work with lifestyle clients don't we and i think that is the approach we are both adopting with ourselves currently um pretty much yeah i mean i, I for one sort of went transitioned from bodybuilding itself and that sort of focus or wanted to compete after my first competition didn't go you know so well and then after that um just kind of transitioned into bodybuilding i fell out of love with it a bit and then kind of just finding my love for sort of training again. But saying that, wanting to do things like going out to eat, you know, with the missus, with the family on a weekend and trying to sort of manage around that. Um, and we, we think we've come up with a really good structure. Uh, as Harry said, we work with mainly lifestyle clients, both of us, um, which, you know, does involve working around people's, you know, livelihoods, working life and, and holidays, et cetera, uh, as well. That, that's the main word in it all, really. I don't like the, the key is balance. Yeah, like I always say on Instagram. Um, yeah, a little bit, a little bit cringe, but it's true. Like balance is uh, what everyone sort of wants. Um, so I think what we are going to do with this episode is a Q and A, isn't it? I think we both asked some questions on our stories. I think that's the best way to approach a first first episode is just answer some frequently asked questions. Pretty much, yeah. I think that the kind of the plan for, for this podcast as a whole is just getting other people on who, you know, are maybe online coaches in the business or live the life or maybe potentially clients on to speak about their experiences and just get people to, you know, gauge how to, how to create a physique they can be proud of whilst living the life that they enjoy. Um, but like I said, I think we're going to do, you know, questions to this episode. Uh, we've both done a Q&A on Instagram. Got some questions in, um, some basic stuff, and then we'll go through them as well. Um, and yeah, how would you want to kick off with the first one? Yeah, so I think first one, we'll just start with 2022 physique and life goals. So do you want to take the lead with this or do you want me to start? Yeah. Um, in terms of sort of my physique goals, they have kind of waned a little bit, um, you know, due to the working life I have and the workload I have, I think they kind of had to take a, a step back and say, which is fine from time to time. Me personally, I'm wanting to do a photo shoot prep, um, which I will be going into next week. Um, and with that, it's just going to be sort of a 12 to 16 week court just to get myself in some good shape again. So I can be happy, I'm happy with how I look after being in a prolonged sort of off season gaining phase for a while. Uh, life goals just to do some traveling this year, um, you know, enjoy things that I haven't been doing because I've been so focused on bodybuilding, um, and being strict with everything and just kind of enjoy life again. Also just find some new kind of passions. Um, I think when it comes to the business and stuff like that as well, that's, that's just leveling up as a total. Um, 
leveling up the service, leveling up the client base, and just continuing to interact with other you know, coaches on day-to-day life. What about you, mate? So I think mine are similar to yours, uh, but changed recently. So I was going to do a shoot. I've done a little bit of an off-season with my coach, but I think I'm going to put an end to that off-season now. Going to slowly cut down for the summer. I want to be leaner for the summer. I've got some plans like like you. I want to travel. I've also got a couple of festivals I want to go to. And I do not want to be going into that with like feeling podgy and having the mindset that I don't look great. Um, yeah. Go on, mate. That also took away a little bit from my off-season. Like I could not mentally go into that uh, knowing I was going to feel like shit in the summer, basically. Yeah, but then at the same time, like for most people, I would say, realistically, are you damaging your potential progression by cutting it short by doing, you know, a dieting phase to look good for the summer? Well, obviously, as Harry knows, yes, you may potentially be doing so. But at the same time, you know, what is important, especially, you know, not just in fitness in life and if you know is that you do what makes you happy and i have spoken about this on my story you know getting shredded for the summer i think is a is a poor marketing tactic used by a lot of coaches and it does annoy me however at the same time i think if being lean in the summer is where you you know drive your happiness and you want to feel good taking your top off on holiday um or in general day-to-day life i think it's uh, it's absolutely fine to do so like like harry said harry's not a competitive bodybuilder he doesn't have to stay in an off-season phase to maximise his progression year-round, I think. Yeah, you know, yeah. You're just kind of doing... I've been the, the, right. the chubby kid on holiday. And uh, it's definitely not nice, especially lads' holidays where everyone's got the tops off and a boat party and uh, everyone's walking around in, like, 30-degree heat with the tops off and I'm the one there sweating my bollocks off with a top on. So... I, th- I think a lot of people will be able to, like, relate to that. There'll be loads of people who fucking feel shit on holiday and how they look. Um so yeah, like, like Harry's doing, you know, it might might benefit one of you to get lean for the summer, as much as it's a common thing to do. It's also a thing to do which I think would help a lot of people out, especially mentally. Don't you agree? Yeah, yeah. Still got plans for a shoot, so it doesn't put my uh, like overall goal back that much because I can also go into an off season at the end of the summer and probably bring a better package to a shoot just later down the line. It's obviously like you said, I'm I'm not a competitive bodybuilder. So putting that shoot back, what like a year, is is not gonna kill me. It's not gonna uh, make too yeah. much of a difference. And if anything, takes away some of the pressure, um, because my next off season will be a, a longer one than this one. That I can, again, being lean in the summer, I can mentally go into that next off season in a lot better, and that'll maybe end up with a better physique. Obviously, we'll never know. But going into an off-season in the right mindset, um, knowing that you may get a bit fluffy, but it's just a part of being, a part of making progress, isn't it? So, Yeah, I think I think that's another thing that we can kind of touch on as well, is, you know, the fact that a lot of people are scared. Um, you know, I have a lot of clients, specifically my female clients, who who are scared to, to gain that little bit of body fat in, in a gaining phase. Um but I, what I would say to that is, you know, reap the, reap the benefits that extra body fat actually you know, rewards you, um, especially in a gaining phase, realistically, and, and reap the benefits that you can, what you can do when you're not in a dieting phase. You know, you can do things, you can have off plans, you'll have more energy, uh, your, your natural hormones will be higher. And I think the thing is, like, 
gaining body fat, you know, it, to an extreme level, not necessary, of course, but how much, you know, muscle do you think you're going to gain, especially if you're, if you're a natural individual, how much muscle do you think you're going to gain without yeah. gaining any body fat and main gaining? <laughs> yeah, I, I made that mistake. Like, like, yeah, I think loads of people like that main gain, where you like go like, oh, I'll, I'll just stay at like 100 calorie surplus and then I'll maximize yeah. my gains. It's like, no, mate, you're not fucking Greg Doucette. Like, well, they saw some not- like nice newbie oh, gains in a, in a deficit. And then decided yeah. that they can uh, yeah. prolong and keep making them games that they saw at the start whilst in the deficit. I think it's important it's to mention possible. that as well. Like yeah. newbie games do exist, don't they? I think like realistically, you have like a novel stimulus when you start training, so you you know you can lose fat and gain muscle mm. uh, because of that novel stimulus. But if you think you're doing it after being training for seven years, you are deeply mistaken. You know what I mean? Yeah, you are not going to make the progress you want to make at all. I don't know how we got from physique life goals to that, but no. Do you want to fire a, fire away the next question though? Yes, mate. Um, so I got a few. Um, I think one that we'll probably speak about first of all is the most important factor outside of training and nutrition in terms of making progress. So that's one I got asked. Um, do you want to take the lead on this one, or do you want me to? You can start, mate. Yeah, so a, a lot of things, um, I mean, you know, there, there's a lot of things that go into it outside of your training nutrition, which allow you to make progress. Uh, you know, the first one that comes to my mind, that a lot of people don't you know, optimize and don't realize is, is of vast importance is just your general recoverability um, through day to day life. So, you know, things like managing sleep, uh, managing stress is, is huge. Having, I, I know, obviously, it says outside of nutrition, but, you know, having adequate nutrition to manage these uh, these variables recovery is going to be your main one you know sleep um i think something i spoke about in my story the other day i don't know if you saw it was was caffeine intake especially um <laughs> you know when you've got guys like fucking 400 milligrams of caffeine to do to go in the gym and do some curls two months and then, and then free. Yeah, yeah yeah they'll do like they'll do like they'll dry scoop a scoop of pre it was like 350 milligram and then on top of that, they'll drink a monster with it. And I'm like, mate, you what are you doing? Like right after work. Really, like half five. Yeah, it's like, yeah, they'll do like at 4 p.m. And it's like, mate. And then they'll be the ones on like stories saying, like, complaining about how shit the sleep is. And they'll also be the ones who will like buy loads of sleep supplements. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? They'll be like, oh no, because magnesium glycinate or ashwagandha sort me out. Well, no. Build a routine, stop then, consuming yeah. like 500 milligrams of fucking caffeine. Do you know yeah, what I mean? It's also getting onto a point of the people that complain. Uh, maybe not necessarily with jobs, but more university, I guess, are the ones that even if they don't drink, they'll go out or stay up until three and then they have to get up for a lecture at nine and you're just not getting the adequate amount of sleep you need. Yeah, I, I sleep's a good one to cover as well. I think, you know, a lot of people don't realise, you know, there's, there's so many stats on, you know, when you were growing up and used to, like, you have to get, like, eight, nine hours a day. Like, realistically, you don't. Sleep is a very individualized metric, you know, such as I could have six and a half hours, um, have a good amount of deep, have a good amount of REM and feel really good. But you, you know, might have the same amount and you might feel absolutely shit. It's, it's such an individualized metric. I think that's what a lot of people realize. But saying that, if you are consistently getting, you know, waking up throughout the night, um, struggling to get to sleep, um, just in general, having poor sleep quality and and, and then waking up and doing the same thing again 
you are going to diminish so much the progression you could probably make through that. Yeah, and just in general day-to-day life, like you're not going to make the progress in life you really want if uh, your sleep's not there, you're not feeling your best. And that that yeah. like is literally the same. Oh, yeah. If you don't, you're looking at sort of energy, energy levels yeah. as well, aren't you? Um, I think I think as well, like another thing to cover is is, is stress management, as as that can be of vast importance. Especially, you know, I'm sure you've got clients who work fucking 50, 60 hours a week doing stuff. Um, and, you know, I know I have, and, and, and definitely stress management is key and it's something that I struggle with uh, and, and still struggle with to now. Um, I think finding time to sort of get away from things like, you know, social media for, for an hour before bed, um, you know, getting rid of the lights around you and just trying to just chill is going to make a massive difference. Um, yeah, I think, you know, the amount of people... Yeah, I mean, like, I started doing it now where, like, so I won't use my phone for, like, an hour up to before I go to sleep, but it's made a massive impact. Um, like, I'll just read or something like that. And, and I think, you know, you'll know the amount of people who, like, they'll, you know, go on their phone throughout the night. So they'll go on the phone, they'll go to sleep, they'll wake up throughout the night, they'll check the phone, they'll go back to sleep, they'll wake up in the morning first and they'll check the phone, they'll go back to sleep, whatever. And it's like an ongoing cycle, and realistically, your sleep quality is just going to, just diminish massively from doing that all the time. Yeah, I think it's something we've probably done ourselves as well. Yeah, We're massively. Getting yeah, messages from clients and uh, yeah, hundred percent. Making yeah. sure that they're all right, and it's just you. You need to take time for yourself, and it's something that I've been trying to do a lot more recently. Is put my phone yeah, away. Yeah, that's that's actually a really good point. I think um, you know I, I've spoken to loads of people around me when I when when you know when I first got full time with online coaching, it was you know I wanted to just please and please and please everyone um which is of course what you want to do but i think you need to sort of have a couple of hours or at least a day in a weekly period to have for yourself um because if you don't you're not going to manage the workload you have your stress levels are going to be high um your cortisol levels are going to be high your sleep's going to be poor your energy is going to be poor and then you know just from you working more hours and not having more time to yourself that could be the point there where you know you are really you know not maximizing your progress in the gym yeah, well, it's like um, I work in nine to five and coaching's like something I'm trying to build up. Yeah. So maybe you could call it a side hustle. And I think a lot of people, especially like younger, well, younger, I'm younger as well. So like younger, early, fucking 20, 20, early, early 20s is what I'm saying, though, is like when you're getting into yeah, that, yeah, job, yeah. But you, you have side hustles, you, you want to progress doing other things because maybe you think nine to five isn't for you. Then... Which Gym. is, but yeah. let's Perfectly get fine. Working a nine to five is absolutely fine. You don't yeah. need to follow this. Like, you know, like when you see those like Forex guys, and it's, ah, yeah, it's like, yeah. you're, you're a plumber <laughs> and just, I'm in a Lambo. Like, yeah. fuck off, mate. Um, working yeah, a nine to five is fine. Even with yeah. all them side hustles and the nine to five, you've still got to make time for yourself. Don't get caught up in this. Everyone's you working. Can have all the, you yeah. can have all the money in the world. And, yeah. and like, I am a firm believer that. That's what uh, I was getting money. Not that nine to five is bad, that nine to five and a side hustle like some people tell you to graph 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 and obviously you do need to work hard to get to where you want to be but making that time for yourself will probably progress you more than you just running yourself into the ground and that exactly that's what i did yeah i'm sure you've done it as well i ran myself into ground workload and you know i'm a firm believer that money doesn't buy happiness you know the, the most valuable thing is realistically time and if you know you're 24/7 out, you know 24/7 every single day working, 
and, and leaving no time to spend time with um, you know your missus or your friends or family or whatever and just you know working 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 you you realistically are just at that point you know not really leading a life unless you enjoy it of course and unless like that is you know you're really not leading a life that you should live at that point because it's like you are just kind of a you know not managing your stress load putting so much more stress on yourself which in turn is going to make you know recoverability work as we come on to the question but also just your your mental health work which is at worst which is you know the worst thing that you can do really i think it's really important like you said it's just managing workload and always having time for yourself is going to be the vast importance yeah should we go on to a question that we we're not going to get deep deep into a lot hey, we have to get deep into all of them that's what they all do on podcast uh, uh, yeah go on do one of yours Paul. so machine versus freeway uh i'll take the lead okay. on this one yeah so I, think, I think it's a stupid question in general it's like they both have benefits they both have drawbacks it's that age-old question isn't it yeah it's like, yeah it's like machine yeah why not use both like why can't you use both why do they let's let's give an example just do it like say an example of two and then they can kind of draw a comparison of that well it's like like you um like you mentioned it's the age-old question of like it relates back to squat bench and deadlift yeah um, oh yeah People love the bench press. And yeah, um, you are going to grow if, if you get better at your bench press. If your bench press gets uh, heavier over time, you will add muscle tissue. Um, yeah, like any exercise. But, yeah. but yeah. if you use something like a converging chest press, then you just get that, that extra range of motion, just get that extra stimulus to the muscle you are trying to work. Um, and I think... I think they both have places. If if you want to plan them in, like, then they're not going to be um, detrimental to your progress if you do a mesocycle with a bench press. But making better choices throughout your training career, with maybe using machines over the bench, so like a pin loaded converging, a, mach- a plate loaded converging, to, yeah, then you'll probably get get that little bit more progress that you want from it. Yeah, I mean, it's like you said, like, you know, comparing the two, you're doing what the pec wants to do by conversion um, and thus adding more hypertrophic stimulus there. But at the same time, I think, you know, unless, unless, you, if you wanted to maximize your progression, of course, there is going to be, you know, like, like we said, there's going to be better examples that are going to offer more muscle building stimulus there. But, it, you know, it does still come down to, to what you enjoy. I think if you're not, you know, a bench press will still build muscle. Like yeah, you're gonna yeah. build if you if you progressively overload them. Like if you're you know your execution improves, if your you know if your reps improve, if your weight improves, you know if your sets improve, you escalate the volume over time. You're going to add muscle, but if you really you know want to come down to it, there there is always going to be a, a better option. I think if if you were to look at the question itself, like free weights versus machines, it is such a a bit of a dumb question really because it's also what fits your your mechanics what fits you um you, you know for for example for myself like i've kind of in terms of a lot of sort of pressing movements for example um i'm kind of at the moment uh, steering more towards like cable presses uh, over dumbbell presses um, but that's just me and that's just kind of what i'm connected with more at the moment so it is kind of just finding a what well, a what you connect more with in terms of the movement 
and B, what you actually, you know, enjoy, because whatever you enjoy, you're going to be consistent with over a period of time. Yeah. If you go in, go into the gym and knowing you've got like an exercise you enjoy, you can give you all, your all to that exercise. That. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If you're going in, being half-arsed with a machine press. Because you don't enjoy it. Yeah. 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 then you, you'll get more out of the bench press. Um, but there, there's something you mentioned there, which is a, a dumbbell uh, press. That does what the pec wants to do as well. Exactly. Yeah, yes, yeah. it offers maybe a little bit less stability than uh, a machine. Um, but it still does what the pec wants to do. So running them all throughout like your training career, I think is probably the best way to go unless you are wanting to strictly bodybuild. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think, like, it's important as well, like, you know, it's that saying, is, well, don't get married to an exercise. I think, you know, it's always important. Um, I think if, you you know, if you're not progressing on an exercise, you have to look for the importance. But if you, over a period of time, if your execution is not improving, if you're if you're not improving overall in totality, if you do nothing that's improving realistically, after a long period of time, switch that out. But what is important is if you, stick to an exercise you really need to maximize everything on the exercise so all right choose the bench rest that's fine make sure you are nailing everything on the exercise in terms of execution yeah, in terms of 100 in terms of just just progressing it in general and then once it gets to a point where you physically can't progress it anymore your execution is perfect okay then maybe look to switch um so don't get married to an exercise but you know even worse than that don't continuously switch exercises because that will offer you, you know, virtually nothing in that period yeah, you can switch, and it doesn't mean you you can't go back like later on in your training career. It's like it's like a rule. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't Unreal. mean you, you have to like once you've given it up, you've given it up for good. You yeah, can go back to that. But like Seth said, if progress uh, progression slows down, then maybe take a look at why. Um, and also, it comes down to as well, like why I always say to people is, you know, I'll have clients message me, and it's like, oh, can can we, you know. Um, maybe switch this out and then well, it's not for enjoyment reasons just because they feel like they're not progressing on it and I'll say and actually what it'll come down to a lot of the time is all right well how have you how like how have you actually been that day like what's your motivation to train how did you sleep the night before so there's so many different variables before looking to completely switch your split um, obviously that goes on to a completely other thing but I think it is one of those things where you know whatever you choose you know, stick to that movement, progress that movement, rinse that movement, and just rinse the basics. Um, but that's not really answering the question that we. Well, it <laughs> we is. Got, back, yeah, I get. Yeah, going back it's, to it's the question where, is. Yeah, it, pick the thing you enjoy. Pick the thing. Pick the thing they enjoy the most and, out and run it into the ground. Yeah. And then it. once once you've run it all the way, then switch. It doesn't matter if it's machines or free weights. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, do you want to do what? Should we do one of mine? Yeah, go on, we'll do one. No, that was, was that mine? No, that was yours, wasn't it? Yeah, no. Okay. Top three mistakes people make in the gym. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll give one. Um, that is you know, very commonly spoke about one on social media. It's social, social media now, I think, is, you know, nailing execution and, you know, form over weight. As much as it is an overuse saying now, it's an overview saying because it's true. Um, you know, you, I, I see people all the time um, going into a gym, uh, you know, for example, on a, on a leg press is one that you see a lot. They'll stick like <laughs> 12 plates aside on it. 
you know, uh, they'll get half the ROM, no total knee flexion. You know, they'll, they'll, they'll do about three reps on it and it's, and no eccentric control, nothing. And it's like the, the actual stimulus that you're offering yourself there is pretty much nothing. If you halved that weight and then went through your full range of motion, you know, your full depth on the press, controlled the eccentrics, you are offering yourself so much more. So I think the first thing I'd say is what you see all the time in any gym you'll go to is, you know, is, is ego lifting and, you know, guys with horrendous form, um, but just chucking a lot of weight on there. Um, and, and, and yeah. And, and then like, oh, I used to do it to be fair. Like I used to do oh, that. Yeah, that's what I was going to get onto. I think. And as soon as you like switch, you know, into, as soon as you switch, make that switch and you reset, I think what's important is, you know, a lot of people speak about this is, is looking at your execution. If you think, right, well, I'm, I'm eager lifting over here, reset, reset it completely. Start from scratch, start from weight scratch. You know what I mean, reset your logbook, reset your numbers. And, and, and actually see what progression you will make by maximizing the, the uh, execution on the movement. Yeah. Well, I think like you said, it, it's a mistake that I think we've probably, probably Everyone all, all yeah, done yeah. when we first started. And even some people still do it late 20 years the- after they started yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, is where they just do not control the eccentric. Um, I think there is also some very good people to follow on social media to nail execution Obviously, execution is all about alignment, really, and range of motion. And I think you covered range of motion on leg press. Yeah, uh, that's just an like, example, but that's one yeah. that you see a lot, isn't it? Alignment on, I think, the big one that's going around on social media now is, like, the lat pull-down. Oh, God. The, that kneeling one they do is horrendous. Have you seen that? I just don't like that at all. Yeah, but it's still probably better. Oh, no, it's better. Yeah, yeah it's definitely better. But down, which is... I which, just, it's that guy on TikTok and every, I went into like a, a commercial gym for the first time. And, you know, when, like, I went to a commercial gym like a, like a year ago, let's say, and um, you'd all see people doing like, you know, the, the standard, I mean, you know, that one they've got in like the matrix screen where it's like a diverging lap pull down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the most horrendous, but like, the elbows, like it's, it's awful. Um, and you see people using that. And then I went into like a commercial one a few weeks ago and I'm literally seeing like 10 people do the kneeling, the kneeling pull down because of that. That geezer on TikTok, do you know what I mean? That J something, JPG, yeah, 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 that's the one. To be yeah. fair, he, I think he pushes the bench one, which offers a lot more stability. Um, oh no, it's, it's still better, like you said, it's still better. Yeah, but, but again, it is. Please still use so a bench. Just for, just use a bench. Yeah, for I think that I think that's probably maybe confidence purposes though. You know, wheeling a bench all the way over to the cables. Yeah, especially in a commercial. Yeah, I think you're probably right. Yeah, yeah. I, I think you are right. I think. I think um, a lot of people a bit, wouldn't a bit do shy, that. Shy, shy about. Yeah, which is fair enough, to be fair. Yeah. Um, if you're gonna, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'd rather you be doing that than one of those fucking diverging pull downs. Like, yeah. They're awful. Um, I mean. For nothing. Like alignment on execution is uh, very important. So making sure you actually pick exercises that align properly um, is uh, where you probably see people go wrong with execution. You yeah. Want- yeah, definitely. So um, the question, is it directly about issue like is that your is it you doing a new question though? No, your question. You said it's three points, isn't it? Oh yeah, it's three yeah, yeah, it's three points. Yeah, yeah, go on. I was asking, is it like directly based on what you see in the gym or just what you see overall? Because I think the big one I, I don't I think it's just probably what you see, what what a general person, you know, what you see a lot of the time. So uh, just give anything. They were really specific on it when they asked. It's just more like 
the mistake you see in the gym is the work you do on the outside of the gym is like you'll see people train properly like you'll see yeah. people go in with decent execution. I, I think it just means like i know what you mean i think it just means in the gym right like so i was going to get onto the point of yeah so we'll go on we're going to go into intent then talk about like yeah actually going yeah, into yeah. the gym and getting the most out of the exercise you are doing so yeah. obviously i think you spoke about ego lifting and putting too much weight on a bar but then you will also see people put way too little on um and that yeah that's that's actually to be honest for, for clients i've had i think that's actually more common that you see than than uh, ego lifting now i don't know what you know your clients are like but I've had a lot of people who work with me and, and you know, they'll send me a, a clip, a form clip ever across, say, I don't know, leg extension. I don't know why I've got a quad exercise zone. I don't know what it is, but say leg extension and, and they'll put a weight on and, you know, they'll, I think, you know, it, I'm not going to get into it, but it's when people focus on like a rep count. This is exactly why I don't set rep counts, you know, rep ranges, et cetera. Yeah. Um, but, you know, people always have like a number in their minds and they'll, you know, say they've got like number, like a, a rep 12 in their mind because that's what they saw on social media, like 12 reps of three. I fucking hate that shit. But a lot of people, what they'll do is they'll pick a weight where, you know, they know they're comfortable on and you'll watch it back and it's like, you, you're you literally training to like 10 reps in reserve. Yeah. I think, do you know what I mean? I think that's like a lot of people film in a gym now. And obviously social media, even, good, not, even really if they're just filming their exercises, everyone's on the phones and stuff. And I think people yeah, yeah, are everyone. scared of being filmed or videoed failing. Um, yeah, because you get these dickheads on TikTok recording people, don't you? Yeah, but I think like I, I, that's like one of the like just even that's like one of the worst things I see. You know, people like recording someone doing exercise wrong. Socially anxious whilst people are around them and they don't want to be seen not being able to get a rep. When realistically, that's what, I, I, what you want to be. Real doing. guys admire people. You know, if you work into a commercial gym and you see someone fucking going to failure on a leg press, what is me? Quad is, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, if you see someone going to failure on like one of those, especially like a leg extension, you, you look at them and you're like, yeah, fair play. Like, not a lot of people can do that. I think, I think you probably are right as well. I think it, it comes down to it's like they almost see it like, you know, when you, you fail like a one rep max, I think like a lot of people see it like that. Yeah, so I mean, it's like they'll be embarrassed. People will look at them funny because they failed a rep. Really? Um, no one cares if you've got you got seven reps or you got nine reps. Um, you're in the but, gym for you. I think that's what yeah, people need, but, need to understand. But if you stopped at seven reps, but you you could have at least like got another one or another two and got near that nine, maybe failed on the nine, then you'll be getting a lot more, a lot more out of your sessions, won't you? Yeah, I mean, I guess what it comes down to as well is, you know, an argument that we won't go into now because it'll go on for ages is RER versus failure training, you know, the age-old debate. Um, obviously, if you have a coach and it depends on your program, you know, someone could be setting you to RER, this, you know, it all depends. But, you know, we know that in order to maximise hypertrophy, you realistically need to be training in a close proximity to failure. Not necessarily failure, uh, because most people don't know what their true failure is. Most people don't know what it is. You know, there's a difference between mechanical muscle, muscle mechanical failure and, and actual true failure. So I think it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, most people don't know what that is anyway. So as long as you're training to intensity and, and overloading and training 
within a proximity to towards where you're going to fail, that is where you know the most hypertrophy you know comes into play. Yeah, one hundred percent right. But I would, for me personally, from my experiences, uh, for my client base as well, I would never tell anyone to train uh, with reps in reserve or close to proximity to failure. I will always try push failure, just because, like you said, people don't know where that failure is. And yeah, I think it's it's a hard one, especially with you know people who aren't you know who are, who are a beginner trainer because it's like most people won't know what, what, what failure actually means and what, what that point is. Um, and, you know, it, it is quite hard to, to gauge for most people what, you know, what reps and reserve is. I think when it comes to like a being in a trainer, I'd probably agree with you. And it's not even about training to failure. It's just, just about understanding to increase the intensity week on week. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I wouldn't say just like beginners either though. Like you can push it to like, not, well, it depends what your class of beginner has. Um, but I've seen some of my clients personally train with like executions, bang on, like near a spot yeah. on. And they'll be so far away from where their intensity needs to be, which yeah. shows like they're not a beginner because the weight's still quite heavy, but they're well, just so is, much stronger than they give themselves credit for. Or, That's, mate, I, I have this conversation with clients. I'm, I literally say to them, like, you need to understand you are so much stronger than you believe. You know, I'll get like, I don't know, a girl who does like, you know, let's say dumbbell press, she's doing like thighs. And she's just like, oh, it's just like repping them out. And then I'm like, do you realize that you, you can lift a lot more than you're actually doing? People are often you know, intimidated, I would say, by, by going up in weight um, and by increasing the intensity. But I think it is like you say, I think as long as, you're gauging where your intensity lies and understanding that you need to, you know, train to, to a point of close proximity to failure. Um, that's where it was. Yeah. I mean, you'll probably agree with you. It's not just about, uh, you know, beginners, but I think the reason I put beginners in is because, you know, they're the two, you know, when you're a beginner, you focus a lot on reps, don't you? And you see a lot of people that are like, you know, the three by 12, three by 10, yeah. they'll, they'll focus on a rep. They'll have a rep in their head and they'll just do a weight they can do for that rep. And that's it. And they'll, do, you know, you, you often see, um, do you, you know, when you program clients, do you see their weights that they put on and stuff? Uh, I'll get them to logbook and then send me logbooks. Yeah. So uh, do you ever see like with a guy, maybe you just started with your old girl, um, They'll they'll have like say you've programmed you know three sets of a, of a certain movement, and they'll have like the same reps for the same weight, even though yeah, you set yeah. the rep range. And Something even though we've spoke about before, isn't it? Like yeah, see- and it's like and that's not their fault. It's just because it's that's what's ingrained in you know if you go on like bodybuilding.com and stuff, that's what it says. Yeah. They do three by twelve, and it's like people focus. That's why I set such high you know rep range. That's why my rep range can be like ten to twenty and stuff like that, just because. I want them to focus on ignoring the rep range. If you're one or two out, that's fine. As long as your intent is there. You know what I mean? I think it's from uh, probably come from seeing people on social media that like with very good physiques that sell like plans or give their, their workout in like quotation marks that they've done. They're all terrible as well. Like those yeah. like, five pound workout plans that you buy. And so they're all yeah. awful. And, You'll always see the rep ranges, like you said, a three, three by twelve, three by twelve, a four by fifteen. It's like, and not that progress can't be made. No, no, of course not. I did a post about it on the other day. Yeah, but it's like 
you are limiting, you know. Yeah. You are or you are realistically getting the idea that. that you do need to do the same weight three times for 12, 12 reps. And that is going to hinder you. It's just yeah. going to hinder you. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, do you want to go into one of yours? Well, you, you, we've only said two there, mate. Um, we touched on it for a very long time, but I think the last one that we sort of slightly touched on then oh, yeah. is... Mate, you touched on that question for so long, I thought yeah. we did like five. Yeah. I, <laughs> so think, I think the last biggest point um, that we could probably sort of like slightly touch on there is probably progressive overload in general and not log booking. So not yeah, like yeah, just not 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 tracking lifts. Yeah, hundred percent. So we, we just don't need to go into that like loads because we've obviously spoke about intent there, and obviously that included just track what you are doing. But by tracking, you you know what you need to do each week. You know by not tracking, you don't know what you need yeah, to do. And you, you're just you're just walking in blind, and that's the worst. You can't just. I said this in a in a in a you know. Um, in a post, you can't wing, you know, getting the body that you want. You need to understand yeah, yeah. that you, you have to progress. You, if you don't apply, you know, progressive overload principles, it doesn't have to be, you know, what people say, like it doesn't have to be like sets or weight or reps. It can just be, you know, increasing your intensity slightly or increasing your execution. Um, but there's so many things to go into. If you're not doing something to better yourself on a, on, you know, a weekly basis, hopefully, but often it won't be. But if you're not doing it overall week after week, then, you're not going to progress. That's just how it is. Yeah, it doesn't mean um, unless, yeah, it doesn't mean you need to walk in with a, a pad and paper like we both do, and probably like a knobhead. I, I don't actually anymore. I've I've got a heavy set. It's really good because I, uh, you know, it's one of them. You know, when you finish your session, it shows the total kilogram volume. Oh yeah, mate, the rate good. Um, it was only about I've ten. But strength factor logbook I, I used i used the logbook so much but it's just like i can't bother like carrying it around with me you know? i have a few clients who do it and they really enjoy it to be fair but you well, don't but if like you said you don't have to do it like that yeah just get there's app. apps yeah it's yeah. all bit <laughs> on your phone so don't like worry about or be self-conscious about walking in with a notepad and pen um yeah. i i have to use a notepad and pen personally or i just won't i'll forget so like having that notepad there in front of me just means I'll get it. My done. issue was it's Not another thing to take with me. So, like, you know, what I mean, I used to forget it all the time. Then just end up doing it on my phone anyway. Um, but yeah, we don't have to go into too much detail. All you need to know is just wow. yeah, track what you're doing. And as well, what I would say is, don't just track sets, um, reps, and weight because what you'll end up doing then is chasing the numbers. And that's another thing we go into. You know, make sure that your execution's right first, and you're not just chasing. A number on the logbook because that's where injuries come into play that's where poor execution comes into play so just log but log everything log how the set was and then just just progress really yeah uh i think my question next probably interesting one is opinion on power building that is an interesting one i, I like that so i think do you want me to or do you want to go for you go first well, all I was going to say is like power building is like fun. It is, isn't it? Very, like, very fun. I used to love doing that shit. <laughs> but if you want to be a power lifter, do power lifting. Do power lifting. If you want to be a bodybuilder, do a bodybuilding split. Like you, yeah. you're not going to get the maximum out of both by mixing them together. You you are better doing no, one no. or the other. Um, but saying that, it is fun. If you enjoy it, do it. Because I used to do it when I wasn't had no interest in 
Uh, well, now I have, I mean, now I have no interest in competing, but I still have an interest in, in, in gaining a, a good physique. But I before just had a really big interest in getting strong whilst doing it. And, and power building plans are fucking fun, man. Yeah. yeah. Um, touch on that. I mean, you can yeah, still get a good to, physique with power building. Yeah. I mean, stimulus to fatigue ratio on a lot of the lifts, you know, when you're doing conventional twice a week, squat twice a week, bench twice a week, potentially. Yeah, stimulus recovery, recoverability is awful <laughs> and it's going to take you a while to recover and you may have to deload for it for a long period of time after a certain measure. Um, but volume needs to be managed very, if, very, very efficiently. Um, but if you, at the same time, you know, as much as it's not efficient, if you want to do one or the other, if you don't, you just go to the gym to have fun, just do it. Do you know what I mean? No one's stopping you from doing other. Yeah, I think, I think it's pretty, I think power building includes one rep maxes as well. Um, trying to get strong, or at least some do anyway. Uh, yeah, power building. Oh, power. Um, yeah. So like a power building. Yeah, they'll do them. Like, I think I used to do it like every like three months. I'm sure. Yeah. So some people will one. still test the one rep maxes, and I think it's common knowledge now that I wish I could test my one rep maxes. <laughs> what? Imagine like a one rep max on like a leg extension. Or <laughs> I don't have so... it on leg extensions though, do they? Yeah, but you could do if you wanted. Be fun. I might just go in gym and just fucking... You're not just obsessed Great. with fucking quads, oh, mate. That's all you I know, mate. Do you know what it is? It's because I'm on my dealer this week, and I was saying trained, really. And then last week, I um, I was ill, so I missed my leg session. And so, so I haven't trained well. legs in, like, two weeks. I'm just, like, proper missing it just in my head. It's a bit embarrassing, that, mate, that's that an online coach skipping legs. Mate, don't say that because then you'll get people thinking that when they're ill, they can go to the gym and train and it doesn't affect them. <laughs> Recoverability is always key. Just remember that. Um, but yeah, power building's fun. And if it's what you want to do, then do it. Do it. Um, but obviously, take into the factors that we've mentioned and you probably won't end up with the best physique you could probably you have. You might end up with the best time. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah, like... you, might, you might enjoy it. But I think, yeah, like Seth said, if you want to, yeah, it's like Harry said, if you want to maximize your, if you really want to go for that physique goal, don't do a powerlifting plan. And if you really want to go for that, you know, potentially powerlifting goal, don't do a power building plan. I think you know, stick to stick to one. Yeah, you said you used to enjoy it, but now you are concentrating on having the best yeah, you possibly uh, can have. Yeah, ex- exactly. It just depends on your goals, really. Assess your goals, and then and then decide from there really what you want to do with it. And it's not going to be that detrimental if you run it for like eight weeks and see if you enjoy it, and then go back to bodybuilding or yeah, powerlifting. you are allowed. You are allowed to to switch things up now and again. It's yeah. fine. Um, that was yours. Yeah, I'll do one of mine. Um, it's quite good one, actually. If you could train with anyone in the industry, who would you train with? Uh. I don't know. I've really been enjoying off the cuff podcast. So I feel like every time I look at him, I feel like he is impressive. So I'd really want to train with Brightman. I think, I think every time yeah, I, he pops up on my Instagram, his physique looks impressive. Um, yeah. He's made, he's made strides to go to, he's going to classic. You know, he's, he looks really good. Yeah. So I think Brightman, um, I just enjoy the way he speaks as well on, um, seems like a sound kid as well and i feel like you've got to to get i think get on with your training partner yeah probably i think i know this is like so 
you know, everyone says it. I think just one session with Dorian Yates would be fun. Like, imagine doing like a back day with Dorian Yates in his prime, man. He would ruin. Yeah, it. I was going to say it's got to be in his prime, though, hasn't it? Or like, do you know? You know? Do you know Lee Priest is? Yeah. The the guy with like the biggest quads in the IFBB was a five foot two or something. Yeah, yeah. His leg. I'll do like a leg day with him, like back in the nineties. The Aussie one. The 90s? Yeah, was it the nineties? I feel like it was. Would have been one. No idea, to be honest with you. You're a lot more involved in the bodybuilding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would have been like early two thousands, mid nineties. Um, yeah, I would have liked to do. A, I think a leg day with him would have been horrendous, but fun at the same time so i'll say i'll say lee priest or dorian yates just for the just for the fun there's probably a better thing i could think of but i just that's the top of my head isn't it? yeah same man was just top of my head as well um do you want to do another one of yours because i don't think i've got too many actual interesting ones left or they go into topics that we probably want to discuss further on different podcasts well i, I got I got one. Well, I got a, a couple more. Let me just find. Um, um, so this this one is one that I have actually struggled with. Um, it's the classic death row final meal. <laughs> what, <laughs> what would you choose? I, I don't honestly like. I've had to think about this because um, after I got it last night, and I, I honestly have no idea. I think. I think. I, I wouldn't be able to say what the three things would be, but I'll give like a list. I think I'd have to have some sushi in there. No, right. Let, we're going to switch the question. We're going to say three different foods. I don't, I don't care about desserts, to be honest. Um, I'm a guy. I'm a guy who I'll, who will have two mains instead of like a main dessert. You know what I mean? I can't finish two mains. I ain't got that. You're on like 40, 4,600 calories, man. What are you on about? Yeah, but two mains in one sitting. I ain't got the appetite for that. Oh, no, I, I, easily, mate. Um, yeah. I'd say sushi, pizza, and cream rice. No, I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> sushi, pizza, and probably some sort of pasta, I would say. They're like my three. Yeah, I'd say, I'd say that's pretty. Yeah, what about you? Um, three foods. Five guys. Very, very plain, plain and No, you, you can't. But it just, is. So let's just say burgers then. Or would it? Yeah, but I've, specifically a Five Guys burger, mate. I am having. Do a you know, what? I've never had a, I've never had a burger from Five Guys. Well, I've had a hot dog, and that was about five years ago, and it was about what twenty quid. To Five Guys and gets a hot dog. Do you know what? It was really nice. No, I, I, I really like hot dogs. <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't know why I did that. To be fair. But I just remember it being so expensive what it was. Um, it is, isn't it? Yeah. But it's nice, so it's worth it. Um, yeah, it was nice. But... Not, shut up. You had a hot dog, mate. Um, yeah, the hot dog were fucking nice. So it don't matter. An Italian, a proper Italian pizza. I've been lucky like enough. thin crust. Yeah, to Italy a few times. And I, I went to Italy when I was like 10 and the pizza was fucking amazing. Yeah, the pizza. Well. Yeah, well, Exactly. You're still thinking yeah. about that pizza now, mate. So, uh, yeah, but no, because I, I prefer like a thicker crust to be fair, though. Do you know what I've been loving? You know, there's, um, have you had a, you know, from Asda, have you had the sourdough pizzas they do that? No, mate. <laughs> you know, just, no, if I'm having an off plan, mate, I'm, I'm going out for it. I'm, I'm enjoying 
enjoying myself. No, honestly, the um, I don't think I could go to as like off plans are, are um, what's the word, precious. You, you're clearly not in the bodybuilder community then, because that's honestly, I learned it from George, my coach. He put me on the like, do you like if you had sourdough bread before, yeah. Yeah, 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 of course I have. Yeah, have you had sourdough bagels? Fucking other unreal. Um, but they do sourdough-based pizzas, and it's like, it's not the, the classic shit, you know, like ones that you get in the freezer. They are actually good quality pizzas. <laughs> yeah, I probably have that in pizza. What? I am not not waiting an off-plan on a Asda pizza. No matter how good they are, mate. Do you know what my issue is? When I, I eat too much. So if I get like a Domino's, I'll have, I'll have like two pizzas and I'll like some cookies. And no, I like... I'll, I'll wake up in the middle of the night and I, I literally will feel like ET, like dehydrated, shriveled. I feel horrible, man, honestly. I, like, I enjoy That's why the I just, aspect. I just can't eat it. Going out for an off-plan. You know the social aspect. No, I do. I, I do, to be fair. Like, I, I love going to restaurants, like different places. Um, and then, my last one. I think it depends. I think I'd probably go with a, a, a big mixed grill with a bit of steak. Did you see that one I put on my story the other day, that Turkish place I went to? I went to a, a Turkish place as well. My best friend's Turkish. So, what was it called, the place you went to? Don't, I have no idea. I'm not going to lie. I forgot. We went all the way to Milan. I went to one the other day uh, and it was, I, did you not see it on my story? That massive grill it was like that big. No. It was like, Turkish food is so nice, mate. Yeah. It is. Is the, this just the, meat? The warm <laughs> little, yeah, the warm little bread they bring out at the start as well. Oh, the little olive bread with it as well. I think that oh, that's my so like, guilty pleasure in life is bread before a meal and filling myself up on yeah, that. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Yeah, but bread makes you fat, doesn't it? That's what they say. Yeah, yeah, they're all carbs, mate. So bad for you. Carbs. Yeah, no, trust me. Um, I think I think I'm pretty much done with the questions. I added some other ones, but it's not really anything we can go into. I think. Some of the other ones have got a bit deeper that we could use on, on another on another yeah, on next episode. Save some things, especially with how much we've waffled on uh, less deep questions uh, as well. We we will need full episodes to go uh, in. I, I hope everyone enjoyed it. If you made it this far, we rate you. Just know that. Yeah, that's all. If you, if you can tell me, if you can tell me Seth's three favorite meals, then I rate you. Just, yeah, just just whack on your story and just put my favorite meals, and then and then we'll rate you. Massively. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I think other than that. Yeah, well, yeah, like my, my questions are just, we'll, we'll save them, I think, the other ones I've got, because they're really yeah, good. Yeah, sure. I think I'm similar. So, you want to end it there? Um... Yeah, so, thanks for listening. Um, the plan with this podcast going forward is to sort of release one a week. Um, like I said, we, we've got a few guests lined up that we're hopefully getting on, um, and a few people who probably will find interesting, but... We appreciate you listening either way. And yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, just, um, and also just getting both mine and Seth's DMs and like one, ask any questions you want to ask maybe from this podcast or. Yeah, just uh, my coaching inquiries, just fill out the form in my bio <laughs> and then I'll happily take you to the physique that you want. Um, just remember that um, I offer really, really, really good good packages so just remember that and if you or do want to put in your story get in us dms and tell us anything you want us to talk about like give us some yeah just, just, just let us know topics that you want to hear about and shit and then we'll be happy to do so but, other than that hope you've enjoyed and yeah. we will thank you very much time. for listening